This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Yo, 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 what's going on? Welcome back to the show. Hello. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hello. Good morning. Hello. That's right. Those. That's all my personalities coming out to say hello to you. All my many, many personalities here on the 20 podcast welcome to the show we are here bringing you interviews with the best djs producers and music industry professionals from around the globe today is no different and i'm your host dj spider that's right this podcast is brought to you by beat source as always beat source is the new digital music service for open format djs and as always, new things are always happening on the Beat Source front, you guys. We got a new app, a web-based DJ app that is changing the game. It changes the way I go through the site. Like, I now can see the 20 playlists. I can see all of their different genre playlists. I can create my own playlists, um, cue points, all of these dope things, and practice in the DJ app. And then, boom, port it right over to my Serato DJ. And DJ off BeatSource Link off the cloud. And we even have offline mode now. So if you get all these songs together using your Wi-Fi, but then you have no Wi-Fi, you put it into the locker mode and you can do it offline. So... Taken to the next level, and that's not to mention all the amazing curated playlists that are going on and all the great people at BeatSource that are working so hard and diligently to give you this amazing website and music. Um, so, shout to the BeatSource family. You guys are amazing. Thank you, and thank you for letting us do this great podcast. Um, and yo, thank you guys, the Beat Sorcerers, everybody listening out there. We are 76 episodes in on this podcast. We've been doing this thing a year and a half, and the community that we have built, the worldwide community, is amazing. I get such really great feedback from you guys, so supportive. You guys give me suggestions all the time for guests, topics. You even like respond to me on different things we've talked about on the show, and I really appreciate it. So keep that up. Hit me uh, on Instagram at DJ Spider, DJ S P I D E R on there. There's a link to all my stuff, uh, website and all that stuff. Hit me if you want some more info. I'm also on Twitch streaming, twitch.tv slash DJ Spider, spelled the same. So hit me on there. Um, today, you guys, we've got a great guest on the show today. Someone that is very active in the radio world, in the sports DJing world. He has been active in the LA DJ scene as well as touring with some legendary groups. This man has done a lot, more than most people in their career. But you know what he has not done is a podcast. So I was lucky enough to get him to talk for a couple hours about all of this amazing stuff. And the conversation was great. So, I mean, not only is he a great DJ, dedicated DJ, you know, has insane experience. He's hilarious. Like he's interviewed some of the biggest stars in music. Kendrick Lamar, SZA, you know, Drake, uh, DJ Khaled, like everybody he's interviewed as this character that he does. And it is the funniest thing ever. So look it up on YouTube. Um, this guest is the DJ for not one, not two, but three L.A. professional sports teams. The L.A. Kings hockey team, the L.A. Chargers football team, um, and not to mention the L.A. Galaxy soccer team, baby. That's right. I didn't forget. 
Um, we also have LAFC down here, but he's with the Galaxy. He's killing it on that front. And every single morning, he's on the biggest morning show, I think, on the planet. Big Boys, uh, Big Boys Neighborhood. So it's a syndicated show going through iHeartRadio. It's also on 92.3 here in LA, which is one of the biggest stations. Um, he's been on there as a the, the mixer, the DJ, from 5 a.m. to 10 a.m., as well as just a character on the show talking. He's absolutely hilarious, like I, like I told you. Um, he's born and raised in L.A., Glendale to be exact, and, uh, you know, has been doing this shit for all the right reasons since back in the day. Um, he even got to tour the world with Farside. Uh, he's done private parties for Jay-Z, Rihanna, Kanye West. Um, I mean, some of the stories on this show he tells us are legendary. So, um, you know, without wasting any more time, I am really proud to introduce to you guys Vic One. That's right. Make some noise for Vic One on the 20 podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the show, my man. How you doing? Man, thank you so much, bro. I'm super excited. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to be here. Yeah, this is going to be a good uh, yammering session. You know what I mean? I'm all about that yammering. I know you're all about that yammering. So, yeah, uh, yammer, yammer life, you know? We're about sure. to hashtag yammer it up. And uh, <laughs> it's the yeah. yammer cast, baby. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. I love it. So, yeah, thanks for being here, man. I know you were telling me that um, although, you know, you you are well known for all of your videos and radio work and you're, you're always talking to people, you haven't done a podcast like this before. So I'm excited. At all. Yeah. No, I'm excited. Yeah, because uh, I've done, like you said, a ton of stuff and people have hit me up and nothing's been like sewed up. So right. uh, this was exciting. I'm excited for sure. So um, we're here, you know. We are here. We're we're doing it, um, and I think people get to hear you um, in your your normal voice. Uh, is that <laughs> right? Right, 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 right. Yeah, you know what's so funny is um, the interview stuff. I um, I kind of slowed up in the last couple of years. Actually, yeah, I noticed of, that. Like, yeah, um, cancel culture, man. You know, uh, people weren't getting the joke anymore, Spider. So what was happening really? was I was. Yeah, I was interviewing cats, and when I put it up on the IG, like YouTube comments, I was used to. I don't reply, I don't engage, but it started becoming like uh, comments of my, you know, my son's picture, and they'd be like, "Piece of shit ass booger picking, picking piece of shit," right? So it started becoming like, you know, oh, comments yeah. on stuff, right? So right. trying to explain yourself or trying to explain the joke, and them not getting the joke was becoming a bit much so or i'd be at a sporting event you know with the you know posing up like hey i'm over here and it'd be yeah like, you know 15 20 comments of just somebody not getting the joke and trying to really well, what are they not getting like what's the thing that was upsetting them like that you're making fun of your own culture or that you're not being cool with a yg or something or yeah well them not understanding that i am cool with yg of that's course. why i was able but it's the, the wow. they're not getting it yeah and that's, that's what the difference that's crazy yeah so i i've done it for about 10 years you know i've, I've right. done you know create you know names whatever right like up and down but um i just felt it was getting more bad for business you know because i'm in front of people now in in different lanes and so like the guy who's at this game 
is also, you know, why are they writing that he's a bad bag of shit? Like, <laughs> what? right? It like does like yeah. he's mad cool here, and so uh, I just felt like my spidey senses were telling me you need to slow down. Like they're not getting right. the joke, you know? Um, oh, that's crazy! It's almost like yeah. uh, I guess that's why Sasha Baron Cohen is like, okay, I'm Bruno now. I'm Borat. I'm this guy. You know, you have to like make a different character or something. Maybe that was the, maybe you I, I, can you come know, back <laughs> with a character. Yeah, I, I think um, when the time is right, I just felt like it was getting, um, I don't know, man. I just had, I have things going on that I would hate for yeah. one joke to ruin. And it's not even being scared or it's just like, damn, that really went there and it turned into this and it turned into yeah. that. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just fall back. I got some epic moments when the time is right, we'll jump back on it. But I didn't want to be, right. I kind of want to keep it on a, I don't know to say a high note or whatever, but I just want to keep it kind of like, all right. And not have it be like, man, this thing is whack. He's just, he's trying. Or like, it was like, I was being, uh, I don't know, I guess culture vulture. I don't know. It was just all sorts. I'm like, wait, what? Like, are you guys really not getting, and they, right. yeah, it was more, it was oh, becoming that's... more negative than positive. So right, say, right, right, right. That's disappointing. Um, yeah. Well, for anyone listening that that doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, Vic One is part of uh, Big Boys Neighborhood, right? One of the yeah, yeah. biggest um, radio shows on the planet Earth, right? I mean, one of the biggest morning shows and syndicated, and um, it's on yeah. iHeartRadio as well as one of the biggest stations in Los Angeles, ninety-two-three, and all yeah. over the place, and. Um, you know, you're well known for being a dope DJ and you're well known in our circles as just a dope DJ, you know, before all that, but Thank also you, for being Thank a personality you. in there and doing these hilarious interviews where you would interview rappers primarily because it was like a hip hop station and you right. would do this, you know, specific voice that you had and character and be very like... Uh, I would be very blunt about it, bro. You know, it's like we turn it on and it's like we <laughs> go and we tell people maybe fuck you, bro. Maybe go home. <laughs> maybe you're not that good. And I can be this way and be rude and nobody's going to say anything. So it's like, go fuck yourself. So it was something like that. Right. I love and it. Then, I love it. Yes. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, so I was able to accomplish, not accomplish, but, you know, some big names like Drake, uh, 50 Cent uh diddy um all the way down to whoever man you know um but yeah oh, I, everybody i, I mean yeah that's amazing Katie yeah. Wow. yeah 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 uh, about 10 years i did it man it's crazy to think right like almost 10 years worth of just like <laughs> doing yeah whatever oh, I, you know i know and, I, I saw videos from 10 years ago of you harassing drake basically like that yeah <laughs> things, pretty much you know? And, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, YG, SZA, you know, Rich the Kid. I mean, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's hilarious. You know, it's like you said, and you, you and bro. you got the hilarious voice and you're like, you're the sickest, you know, I can't do it. You're, you're obviously a pro. Nah, but nah, but it's, it's, nah, it's but great. You, man. Yeah. Thank you. But that's, that's sad to see that it was, uh, you know, hitting that. But I, I think we've seen a lot of that in culture over the past. 10 years all coming into play with a lot of comedians and different people that didn't think, I mean, even the Kevin Hart stuff we saw and so many things. Um, totally. Totally. I just felt like, um, I would hate for one thing to go way left 
and yeah. someone really not get it and have it be, oh, this stupid radio guy did this and it turned into this and then right. everything's gone, right? So um, yeah. one day, one day, it's not gone forever, but when it comes back, it, it's going to be, it's got to be bigger than just uh, living on YouTube. You know what I mean? Like it's got to yeah. be bigger. It's time, you know? So, yeah, I um, agree. Not, well, you and, might and need a costume nothing, or something. <laughs> yeah. And nothing with wrong with living on YouTube, but it's just got to be bigger. In my eyes, it's, it, it, I did it, but I want to take it to the next level, hopefully one day in the near future. But I mean, of course, no knock to anything on YouTube, but I just, yeah, I see, I see something big with, you know, so yeah, when, for sure. When the, yeah. No, no, that's, that's, uh, I, I think it definitely could be something way bigger. I mean, it already was something huge and it was so funny to see. Um, and I was, I always wondered like when you're doing those, like, are you channeling someone specific? Like, is it like someone in your Uh, life? (laughs) No, that's so funny. You know what it is, bro? It's like little bits of, uh, it's, it's shavings of a bunch of people kind of put together, you know, of right. like growing up and literally seeing someone who's squatting, smoking a cigarette, flick the cigarette and kick somebody at the same. It's like seeing that <laughs> shit play out yeah. and be like, yo, that really just fucking happened, you know, or, you know, I used to do a skit with big, um, we had done a phone tap. Um, <laughs> it was a DJ I met named rtd ready to dance he was a persian <laughs> dj slash hairstylist i'm not kidding spider ready to dance he had a minivan i did this one event with him bro i promise you persian cat no think think like zoolander no no what's the one movie where uh adam sandler played the hairdresser cat um oh Z- uh 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 Zoloft? no it yeah, Zoloft, I want to say. It's like a medicine, but it was something like that. The return. <laughs> I know what you're talking that, about. That guy slash DJ, this is like early on. So his name was Ready to Dance. So <laughs> I flipped it to, to Ready to Boogie. So I was ready, uh, RTB. Ready RTB, to boogie, of course, you know? of course. Yeah, so, <laughs> he, he, so he was a little shade of, you know, so they're just yeah. little bits of, of, you know, my culture, my folks, you know, and, and, to be honest with you, all Armenian folks, like they predominantly embraced it. You know, I've never had anybody yeah. really to, to my face come up and say something sideways like, you know, you're not repping us right or you're not doing this right. Because I never did anything to disrespect. It was more just like, you know, just having some fun and never to. Yeah. Well, it's across, almost like you're acting you know, like as if, you know, like you would be like my Jewish grandfather or grandmother you know like interviewing the same way like armenian like like if i had like if i was like hey let me give you a bagel you know like you you're channeling like like you don't give a fuck about rich the kids pants you know what i mean you're gonna make fun of them which is the hilarious part of it just the same way your grandpa probably would or somebody you know like if one of our parents were like "Uh, who's i don't care what is this what's drip i have nothing you know like right uh, right and and it's all the same right so it's like jewish armenian it's it's the same right Right. that's what i got out of it like he you know there's some sort of mix of grandparents or people that just don't care about this stuff and like uh um, right right yeah 
But yeah, and it's I, just growing up, you know, and yeah. just picking up little bits of that, you know. So shavings of a lot for sure. Yeah. You know. But it's funny, you're you're able to really like almost say you mess with them, but you almost say things that are true. Like you're almost able to say really mean things that are true. Not necessarily true, but but that you, you know, it's it's like you have a mask on, so you're able to right. say like crazy right. shit that ends up being hilarious. So what what one of the behind the scenes things was like I would do is kind of like um it's all very fast, you know. So right. oh hey, Rich the Kid, this is Vic One, you know, oh, and we'll just be in like a room or something, and I'll be like, hey man, so check this out. About to turn the camera on, just gonna have some fun. I do it in an accent, okay? And I just kind of <laughs> and I just leave it at that. And there by the time it processes and I and we're recording and I start with the that's right, yo, and it's like, what the <laughs> you know so that's where it it almost i tell them but it doesn't hit them till the cameras are rolling and i say accent so you know they get yeah. it they kind of get it unless they've seen it you know so right right i think a good uh example of that is dj khaled like if you just did one of those like it was at that moment he realized and like zoom in on his face when you watch it, you do it with him like you go into it and then he looks at you like what the what the you know. fuck? Yeah, <laughs> but it's all the same spiel, you know. Kind of like, hey, it's so, so this is what's gonna go now. It's like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Let's do this, you know. And it's like, right, whoa, you know, um, this is not your normal radio interview, you know. Yeah, exactly. Was there ever any <laughs> times where like it went bad, like not with the comments and people watching, but like maybe like even when I saw, I haven't seen all of them, but I've over no, no, yeah. time I've seen a ton just around, and then I even before this I was Thank trying you. to find some other ones, and. Um, like, and also sometimes I can't tell if the artist is just being a good actor and going along with like, um, like YG was obviously going along with you and made it even funnier, you know? Um, but then you can't tell if like, yeah, but like, you can't tell if like little Yachty is just like annoyed or something, you know, like, has there ever been a time Um, where maybe the artist is like, nah, this, this is stupid. I'm not doing this, you know? Um, I won't mention the artist, but I'll mention the story. Yeah, please. Um, uh, one time we're in a mixer meeting somewhere at one of the places I've worked, and I'm gonna keep this yeah. very general. Yeah. Um, and so we hadn't even started the interview. We're in the mixer meeting. The artist is up there and saying, "Yo, thank you for the spins. I appreciate you guys. Like, you made this record. Like, wow, thank you, thank you. Anything you guys need, like, just holler at me, right?" meetings right. over i'm like oh yo, i'm about to get an interview right like yeah anything i need like give me five minutes bro i don't need more than five minutes shit right. doesn't go longer than right i said hey bro i got this idea all the dj homies are in the room i got this idea i want to arm wrestle you kind of like a skit on camera he goes you want to arm wrestle me he goes how about i just fuck you up over this table right now one of the homies was like, what? yo, 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 he's just playing. He's just playing. And immediately, I was like, yo, I'm so good. Like, I'm so good. So his homie had to explain that it was a skit and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and by the time, whatever, I just, I got to remember if I did it. I think I did it, but it was boo-boo, bro. It was boo-boo. Like, it was, I just did it because it was in the right. butt. That was the one time where I was like, and he took it kind of like I was trying to test him. 
right I was like nah bro i'm just trying to but he was like Yo, i'll just fuck you up over this table and i was like oh nah bro it's all good like we ain't even you know <laughs> right like he's very yeah. threatened threatened by the uh, arm wrestle that's interesting but <laughs> that's, uh... the whole room was like like it was one of those like want to get away you know what i mean <laughs> yeah 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 wow so uh, mm -hmm. interesting. Okay. That's what I was wondering. I'm like, there must've been a time, you know, because some people take themselves very seriously and they're like, don't make me look stupid or I don't want to be part of this. You know, mm, that was the most standout. Um, yeah, that sounds like it. Drake, when I had done Drake the first time, he already knew what time it was because he had seen Tyga. So okay. he was like on it. He loved it. He was down for whatever. He was like mad. Cool. All the biggest names have been like the easiest. It's always like, the other cats that'll be on some like funny style or like management be you know management or yeah. just over the top shit and it's like all right but 50 cent was so down on time ready to you know have of some course. fun but, but you're tripping okay cool i get it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> well they're huge yeah. artists they're secure in themselves and i mean especially someone like drake i mean you've i've seen him on jimmy kimmel and saturday night live and you know he knows how to do he knows even his his music videos are hilarious some of the time. You know, he yeah. knows how to switch. He knows that fine line of like being cool and and making fun of himself, you know. I I'll tell you one batch of interviews that never ever ever came out. Um we had done a yeah. comedy show years ago. Um and it was a bunch of uh comedians. We had it was like a radio show. We it had a bunch of comedians. Some of them were I think Kevin Hart might have even been on the bill um wow a couple other but i had done it in in the accent right kevin hart actually played along he was cool this is at least 10 12 whatever it was about six years ago yeah all the other ones comedians don't jive well with the it's like oh is this your shtick oh this is oh this is cute you know so like right all the they wouldn't give me the play back with you know they, they wouldn't play tennis with me it was just like because <laughs> oh, they're oh, like so this i'm is supposed to be funny or something right right yeah yeah, but Kevin That's Hart was the only funny. one that like kind of went with it, but all the rest of them were like, oh, cool. So this is like your thing. You're like a funny Armenian guy, like so dry. And so so I never put them up like any of them, even the Kevin Hart one, just because I just didn't use it. You know, it was just whatever, you know, um, the amount not of stuff the best. you probably have archived. You probably have so much stuff, <laughs> a ton of stuff, man, a ton of stuff that just didn't make it or, you know, um, yeah, yeah, a ton of stuff. Uh, oh that that's dope um well, <laughs> yeah. i mean you know that's that's crazy like just all the stories that came out of that and i think it shows that anyone who you interview will become very famous and successful so anyone who hated on it is tripping you know i think you're the good luck charm <laughs> maybe maybe we'll see we'll see you know uh we we've had some you know bangers and then there's been ones uh i won't name that i was um kind of predicting that they weren't going to be anything and then they did fall off you know so that's kind of funny too if you go back and look and like damn he really told him or her like you're not going to be popping by next year and they're really not popping well so, that's what i'm saying um, some of the shit you say is hilarious because it's <laughs> it's true in a way you know what i mean it's like yeah it's, yeah. it's you know just yeah i love it, it, it it's it, it's the best it's like a jack-in-a-box taco. It's so wrong, but it's so right. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the best way to put it, you know? The it's best. so wrong, but it's so right, you know? 
to this day, I will still eat some Jack in the Box tacos, and it is so wrong. Um, I've cut down totally, probably ninety eight percent of the uh, taco Jack in the Box taco intake, but once in oh. a while, you got to do it. <laughs> and then a sad day in Jack in the Box history. I think the sourdough Jack is going away. I think that's terrible wow. news. Wow! Wow! You know. What are That's, you doing? Uh, That's my childhood right there, you know? That, w- that was very much my childhood. I would just hit the dollar menu and then maybe like a sourdough jack on top. But I'd be like, L- for sure, got to throw in that dollar chicken sandwich. Let me get the two tacos and then uh, we'll do a sourdough okay. jack in there. <laughs> If you're being fancy, because that's not on the dollar menu. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not on the I used yeah. to give I used to come back from gigs and then like hit the jack in the box by my house and try to pay them in mixtapes. I'd be like, yo, I got these mixtapes. You want to hook me up? A couple dollar tacos. Like they were hyped on it. They would actually yeah. once in depends, a while. Take them. Depends, you know? Well, I guess back in the day, yeah, yeah. Depends. I, I think if you were to try to pull them out now, they'd be like, Man, get the fuck out of here with this bullshit. No, now they'd be like, What is that? old i don't even know <laughs> yeah. what that is you know is what I mean? flyers like, yeah yeah they're like, somebody sir, somebody yeah. served me the other day in the mall and i felt really old uh yeah oh somebody, my god some yeah some gal served me i was like, oh you me? when when girls sir you then you know they're trying to send that message of like don't flirt with me i'm gonna sir you hard you know i've seen them do it to guys like <laughs> like my yo. my baby girl was getting her ears pierced i wasn't even in the you know what i mean yeah, she just like, served me I know. Up. yeah no I, i've alone. been getting served i've been getting served more and more and i'm like damn like i need a what do i have to do i gotta get a mohawk or something how do i not get served no, so much? no no it's okay <laughs> own it fuck it own it own i know it. and some people just it. love sir like my kid was playing a soccer game sunday or saturday and the the referee just kept calling every ki- these eight-year-old kids sir i'm like why are you calling them sir like i don't there's no, something don't, wrong with this yeah she's like home. it's a throw-in yeah. sir i'm like no oh, no that, let's not do that that's being disrespectful that's being um that's it was petty. weird yeah, that's a little undermining, sir. That's a <laughs> yeah. She kept calling uh, everyone, sir. She yelled at the parents. She would every second she'd look over the parents. Stop coaching the children. I'm like, who is this person? And like, I, I guarantee she is like the head moderator of like the next door app of her neighborhood or something. Oh, because <laughs> for sure, yeah, she that's a lot. Was yeah, really wanted Mommy to be in control. <laughs> mommy hall monitor for sure yeah, yeah that's it a, was definite hall monitor vibes <laughs> position not to be wrecked with you know what i'm saying don't fuck with that right there yeah even yeah. my kid was like what was up with that ref and he's eight i'm like yeah you know you, you know when somebody is acting crazy coming in hot yeah for sure yeah yeah she was coming it. in real I love hot <laughs> I love um, oh my god well, so, so speaking of all the radio stuff, um, like, let's talk about your background. Like, how did you end up there? But even before that, like, what is, what's the Genesis story of Vic One? Uh, because I know, you know, we don't know each other that well, but I do remember, yeah. like, we, we've always run in similar circles and I feel like we're cut from the same cloth and we both are sure. from loving dope hip hop and i used to see you i feel i was talking to steve wonder i think yesterday and yeah. he was like remember when we used to see vic one uh winter music conference uh like 10 15 years ago he'd be on the corner with the mixtapes like we were just saying jack in the box passing out mixtapes like you were yeah. on your grind like back then in miami doing it yeah. and in la and and plus you know from from everything i mean the friday night flavors days um like yeah. i feel like we all came up in that world um 
but me and you have never been like that close of friends, but I'd love to know like your story, like where, you know, where'd you grow up and, and how did you first get into it and who were some of your influences? Yeah, for sure, man. So grew up in Glendale. Um, I had a homie, his name was uh, boy blue, right? 14 years old Astros here in Glendale. He won a DJ battle, right? And oh, so wow. he, he was a DJ in middle school. And so I had gone over his crib one time and he showed me his mixer, bro. And I was like, yo, like, how did you get this? He's like, I won it at a battle. Right. Wow. And yeah. so this was 14. So like that sparked it because I actually got to see somebody my age doing it. So yeah. I ended up getting my setup probably like 17. Um, I went to high school with probably easily 10 to 15 DJs easily. Like everybody DJed, right? Everybody had a setup. When I, by the time I got my setup, it was kind of like, <laughs> and you like, <laughs> fuck out of here. Right. Yeah. So right. the first, so even when I got my tables and I told my homie boy blue, like I got tables, he kind of gave me that like, oh shit. And you like, okay. <laughs> you know? And right. so, um, I just stayed quiet, bro, for like years. And I would just go to hip hop shows. You know, I, I used to go to, um, J5 shows all the time, dilated yeah. shows, fat shows, fat beats. As soon as I could drive, bro, I was at fat beats. I used to go to shows during the week at the El Rey. Um, yep. Catch whoever, Karis one. Like I came from that cloth of like beat junkie style. Um, I was just around at those shows. I was in the front row, you know, I was buying the J5 shirt. I was there, you know, backside all the time. You know, I grew up at backside. I mean, RIP, it's gone now, but I used to be at backside all the time. So, right. um, so in college, Glendale College, man, I met DJ Vice's best friend, Errol, who's still his homie to this day, right? Yeah, um, yeah no, right? Errol's, you know, Errol's Errol. my homie. Errol was uh, doing my booking for actually right before the pandemic for like about a little over a year, year and a half. Um, but he's one of the greatest dudes on the earth. Just By far. All around. So, yeah. So I met him at GCC in like a video editing video class. And he was playing one of Vice's mixes on like a, bro, I don't even know what. And I was like, man, this is cool. Like, where'd you get this? He's like, oh, my homie's DJ Vice. So I'm like, man, bullshit. Like the guy on the radio, <laughs> he's like, dude, he's my best friend. So I live in Glendale. Vice lived in Eagle Rock. Um, he introduced me to Vice, right? So right, long right. story short, I ended up opening up for Vice. Um, it was like this bar up top in Pasadena. It was like a pizza parlor bar up top. And then like he used to do underground hip hop on Friday nights, like once a month on the bottom. So I used to do it for his promo records, like no money, just literally go to his house and he'd have like an extra stash of like promo shit. And he'd be like, go ahead, like whatever you want from there. So I had like, yeah, I mean, that was a gold mine. It was hard to get stuff back then. Like, I remember I got some hookups too that were like people would help Funkmaster Flex and they'd be like, okay, I could send you some of the extra promos i was like let's go i mean records were expensive I, I, uh i got like for me at least it was a big deal i got a red vinyl most deaf umi says right oh, some people wouldn't amazing somebody somebody wouldn't give a shit right but to me it was like what like i wouldn't wear right so just an example of like yeah some bread would have been cool but it's like i still have that record that thing means something to me you know um yeah. So yeah, I did that for a couple of years and then I wanted to work on the street team. So like I was super underground though. Like I didn't really DJ any party shit. I was buying like, you know, 
Jay were the damager doubles and trying to figure out what tried by 12 was and trying to mix all that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, totally. That's where my head was, you know? And then um, one day, man, I tried doing a house party at my, my cousin's house and, you know, I was just playing all that records and my sister came up to me and was like, what is all this bullshit? We trying to dance. Like we trying to really <laughs> dance. Like, right. And so I had yeah. no records. So from that day forward, it was kind of like, no, nah, man, you got to play for the ladies a little bit. So yep. um, by the time I got to power and started doing all that, I mean, man, I was on the street team for a while, bro, like a long while. And then um, uh, I ended up doing one slot. Felly Fell actually gave me my first shot like on air. And then uh, I just started kind of, you know, one by one, just doing like a mixed weekend here and catching a break here and doing a little. So, you know, right. a long, long filled in forever you know yeah so um but that's kind of kind of the pain and, and really just being on the street team like like you said like being around chalk actually doing friday night flavors and actually being up there and seeing them do friday night flavors in the flesh right. you know um, yeah and like you know uh even influence wise man like uh like c minus you know c minus used to do early rock and hip-hop shit like Bro, I used to go to his house and he used to just mix rock records, like actual vinyl records. Yeah. And it was way ab uh, ahead. Of, he's way ahead of his time as in terms of what he was doing damn near totally. 20 years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. Uh, and the Friday Night Flavor stuff, like his hip hop knowledge is just incredible man so oh it's nuts yeah. and he's still he's still doing it on twitch like every morning like he's like an early riser yeah. or something but i'll see c minus on there and just kind of in the zone and he's like i'm doing all fuzz rock set i'm doing all outcast or you know whatever he's doing but uh, like you said he's his knowledge is crazy and his skills are crazy and i mean i and, used to listen to friday night flavors religiously like i had yeah, to listen yeah. to it you know i would not miss yeah. it and i would tape it i would like cassette you know record it off the radio and everything and then see j-rock come in like um the first time with um like the pioneer 500 or like whatever mixer it was or like seeing vice with the pioneer 500 or like whatever piece of equipment or something new that was coming out a new mixer and it was kind of like um we kind of birthed it at the station or something you know like a monumental moment or like so when serato kind of happened yeah you know like that those moments you know i was in radio and just seeing those those moments evolve you know it was crazy man um yeah and shout out dj ron too dj ron dj koki like those dudes are big influences on me too just cleanliness style like those dudes really 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 crafty skillful skillful guys so dope i mean the old school show with dj ron was like it's unbelievable and he still bro. does it on uh he's on on series uh doing yeah, it xm show yeah the, the yeah. globalization yeah yeah it, exactly he's still really like really good dj man but yeah so um from there you know i was at uh power for probably about mm, probably about 14 years filling in did did a lot of fill in i had a, a weekend slot and then um when big had left um i had got a call um hey would you want to you know come and join part of part of big boy show so um at the time i had my first son probably two weeks before that and like i said wow. i was literally just feel like my biggest goal in radio was just to do a one weekend shift that was it like i just wanted to be on one time 
Yeah. That's it, right? Like just I did it, right? So right. um at the time I was like, yeah, like okay, let's give this a shot. You know, it was a big risk. I had power was my house, my home for so many years, but I just kind of felt like these are really really big shoes and I got to give it a, at least a shot, you know. Yeah. Um and you know, Big Boy Rock with E-Man for almost Bros, like 20 some years, right? So those totally. are big shoes to to kind of like fill and you know, uh yes. pick up the pace of like, okay, you were the the weekend guy, now you're doing Monday through Friday with the guy who's been killing it, been doing it, you know. So right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's uh, great. And and so you just sort of like you know, stepped up to the plate with that and just kind of threw yourself into it. And, um, and then what did that consist of? You were DJing every single morning. Uh, you were on there with them DJ as the DJ every morning for like five hours. Yeah, yeah pretty much uh, about f f four and some change, but yeah. And it, you know, all live ready to go. And, you know, um, I had filled in before, but you know, doing morning radio is a whole different swing than anything else, you know? So it's I'm like, sure. yeah, we're up early. But you got to be alert, up and ready. You know, it's not. Oh, right. Oh, let's see. You know, it's like by the time you step foot in that studio, you're on. There is no warm up. Your warm up was, is in the car, you know? Right, right. Wow, that's crazy. So, you know, um, yeah, it, it's definitely um, something you have to kind of like uh, condition to a bit, you know, not to sound like all overly dramatic, but you really do. Like, I don't get hella drunk on a weeknight or not that I get drunk in general, but I'm saying like everything is at a moderate pace because like literally yeah. I have to go to work tomorrow. And it's like, you gotta be on, you know, you can't no, you're be like all... an athlete. I mean, you know what I mean? Like you have to like be in shape to be able to do that, like in mental and physical shape to be able to DJ well, be able to interact and talk on the mic. And like you said, just yeah. be alert. And that's early. The show starts at five in the morning, right? Yeah. Well, we, yeah. And we go live about six something. We have some, um, you know, pre-record stuff that runs, uh, like okay. early on, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we're on bro. I mean, we're on, on. So yeah. And like I said, it's, it's definitely a focus because a lot of people, I also noticed through like just DJing through all the years, like some cats literally just won't do it. Like it's just too early. They just won't like, oh, I don't do mornings. Like that's just not my get down, you know? So right. it's definitely, it's definitely that mentality. And again, not to sound like overly dramatic, but you really do have to have a focus because you can't, I mean, you could go do a gig the night before, but you definitely not drinking. You're not getting wasted. You're going home. You're taking a quick cat nap, taking a shower, making sure right. like I would rather snooze at the station than try to put my head down, you know? And yeah. At, and then just at, wake yeah, up just, like oh, I missed it. <laughs> doesn't go That'd down like that. Not man. good. And so are yeah. you like, um, when do you go, go to sleep? Like, are you, <laughs> you must be crazy tired, like early. Uh, well, it depends. Right. So with that, with like the sports stuff, like on a normal night, if I'm not, if there's no games or anything, man, honestly, I try to get to bed before 10, 9 30, right. 10, you know, um, I try good with I dad try. life. Absolutely. Yeah. But to, to be ready and alert the next morning, because, you know, Monday through Friday, trying to do it, you got to be on, man. You got to be on. It's not, yeah. a, you know, and Big's ready to go. You know, he's been he's this is what oh. he does. So it's like there's he's no a pro. He's a pro, yeah. bro. Pro. He knows, you know, 
So, yeah. yeah. And I feel like for me, though, through the years, it's also just stepped me up to become more, uh, you know, um, just, you know, condition better, like, like just yeah. better, you know, personality wise, what to do, what not to do, you know, uh, when you are tired, when you are tired or sick, like how you mask that and still do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Um, how how of do saying, you do oh, that? You know? Or like, what are some of the things you've learned, like over the years from, from your own experiences or from being around big? Um, no matter, I've seen big really, really sick, like just not feeling well, and he'll still yeah. come in, bro, and he'll still do it. And you as a listener wouldn't even know. And he'll never say, oh, I don't feel good today. I don't, you're not getting that. He'll come right. bang it out. Okay, yeah. bang it out, you know? So um, when there's a job to be done, yeah, he'll do it. And and he he will get it done. Even through the pandemic, even in the worst scenarios, you know, it was like, just we need to eventually somehow get back to the studio because the vibe is there. Like we can all be at the house and cut individual pieces, but the, the pot is there. You know what I mean? Like it right. has to cook there and it, it really does, man. It really does that, that energy you have in the room makes a difference than just everybody at their house and yeah, you know, whatever, whatever, you know? No, it's definitely, it's definitely different. different. You know, I, I, even with the podcast, like I, it's cool to be able to do this and we can bang things out and talk to people all over the world. But I was watching back some of the episodes when you're in person and it, it does have a somewhat different energy. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I understand what you're saying just on a smaller scale, but, um, and, and how, so how did the pandemic affect the show? Like what happened? Um, and how did you guys deal with it? And then now where's everything at? Are you all back? Right. So, uh initially when it hit um we had to be at the house so initially i was uh taping uh for a while from the house so like the four-hour show i i, we, I had to turn them in the day before and we had to right. add the segments and kind of put it together wow. so like a four-hour mix was taken bro a maybe eight nine hours to put together because it's like it's all segments and chopped up and then whatever whatever so it was taking Oh my God. Well over super long. Right. And then we reached a point where production wise, it just wasn't making sense. So I was pretty much on ice, um, for a couple months, meaning they were running rotation and I was just at the house. I was doing like bits for the show, but not, yeah. uh, like not hella hella, but they, you know, thank God big had the room and you know, the I heart and the whole thing, like they still kept me on board through the rough days as well because unfortunately they had to you know they had to cut people through stuff and whatever whatever so like right. fortunate enough to like have a gig through it all but yeah we reached a really hard point where it was just like they just cut breaks and it was just rotation because we literally could not go up to the station at all you know yeah um i'm trying to remember what month it was but we eventually ended up very minimal show it was just literally like board up big boy and louis g the girls were at the house and you know it was just a very separate you know we're in studio yeah. but just very separate from each other and just had a flow you know so um right. yeah i'm just thankful i was able to keep my gig man honestly because those were some I very know dark days just for everybody right like everybody hit some kind of funky point so i was very thankful for that because when we came out of it it's like um 
yeah, you know, you just go harder and you want to make things better and whatever. So like, um, yeah, um, it yeah. worked out the, thank God that like it didn't, the pandemic hit me in different ways, but it all kind of came back around now, you know? So it was like, kind of just be patient. Um, so yeah, it wasn't too bad, but we definitely did hit rough points where it was like, we couldn't go in studio, but, um, yeah, right. We made it out and pretty good. So good. Congrats. I mean, thankfully. Um, and, and what about like, so what are some of your roles or tasks on the show? Um, besides, I know obviously providing the music and being the main mixer, DJ mixer for the show, which is massive. Um, are there other things that they have you do on the show? Uh, really just making sure the programming is right. Making sure the music, you know, like people always say like, oh, you guys are always playing the same stuff, you know, whatever, whatever. But there really is a method to the madness and yeah. making sure the math on all that is correct. Making sure we're punching out on time. Uh, for commercials, like all that stuff for morning drive, especially, um, right. All that stuff is very important. Making sure I'm teasing the right music. Um, everything is like very meticulous. So sometimes it seems like, Oh, he's just literally saying and doing the same things, but it's like, there's a method for everything and, um, right. It works for the show. So yeah, I would say the focus is mainly, yes, be a personality. Yes. DJ, but make sure that we're going out on time, making sure this sweep is playing between this, between these minutes specifically, right. And making yeah. sure we're not going past this time, you know, or, and, or this has to hit, you know, so I kind of, um, like as soon as big goal lies, I kind of anchor the time, so to say. So I, I manager, so to say there is a producer yeah. as well, but kind of anchor, talking when we're not talking i'm gonna go another song so yeah it's a little bit of kind of like conducting a little bit and then right of, of course we have the producer but on my end like hey i'm gonna go one one more verse or hey i need to play another song to get this in or that in so it's really um it's really meticulous more meticulous than what people think it actually is you know right i'm sure um and then and then even with um yeah i mean you have so much to stay on point with even just the DJing part alone is like a lot of stress and a lot of work. So to have to pay attention to everything else, you know, it's, it's, uh, seems like it, a lot. And, and, and sometimes the DJing almost becomes secondary. I mean, when you, right. it's be, you know, five days a week, six years, it, it becomes a little easier, right? Because you just do it. But yeah, if, um, if on the fly, he wants to talk and we got to go now or something, you know, it's like, Oh, okay, well, here's the bed, you know? Yeah go and then get right back into whatever we were doing you know what i mean so yeah all those kind of like quick moves and kind of just being being on your feet you know so um yeah it's definitely a way more fast paced way more you know on your toes kind of kind of feel you know right and and that and so another thing that you are known for is Basically being like the DJ of all the LA sports teams, it seems like uh, you're the DJ for the LA Galaxy soccer team, the LA Kings hockey team, and the um, uh, Chargers, right? Crazy, the football right? Team. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. My God. I was like, how do you, how are you doing all this? Yeah, um, crazy, man. Um, yeah. So uh, that all kind of came about. I started doing like small events for the Kings maybe in about 07. Mm -hmm. 
just like fan fest stuff or like charity events or just like, you know, um, they used to have like a bunch of parties inside of Staples Center, not at their like hide suite. They used to have this thing called Lexus suite. It was like their thing. So fans could right. go during between periods and get a beer or something. Really nice yeah. place. Um, slowly but surely, man, I started just kind of like grinding. And then uh, in 2013, 2014, uh, my good buddy, um, who he just recently just passed away, uh, Danny Zollers, he was the first person to put me inside Staples Center and was like, give this guy a shot. You know, he's been doing all this stuff. So yeah. he had came from like the Wizards or something. So the Kings never really had, they had like guest spots, but they never really had like a DJ DJ. So right. uh, Danny had brought me in and he was just my boss at the time. And we just uh, eventually ended up just, we just gelled very well. But so he got me in 2014 when they won the Stanley Cup. So I actually got to DJ the game when they won the Stanley Cup in 2014. Like I was there wow. for that. So that was like epic. Um, so from yeah. from that year, um, I kind of like sewed up, not sewed up, but like it was like, okay, yeah, we do need a DJ in here. Then uh, the following year, I got Galaxy um, again through my friend Danny. And um, by 2017, uh, the Chargers that came into play and uh, just through referrals, again, my friend right. Danny was in the mix and uh, he had thrown my name in a hat and a few other people like, hey, man, you got to get this guy. You got to get this guy. So unfortunately, yeah, he passed last year of cancer, man. And this guy like literally like, man, he helped me out so much, Spider, bro. Like he really, really did, you know, from 2014 on like you know, certain people that have helped you out and kind of put you in key places. Like he really co-signed me, really um, put the stamp on like, you need this guy. And yeah, it was unfortunate. I still think yeah, about him every day. That's but tragic, man. Yeah I, under yeah, I understand. I have people like that in my life too that really helped me out so much. And I literally, like you said, think about him every single day still or or anything to do with yeah. djing like they're part of it they're in my brain no matter what uh and it never totally. will go away so i i relate to what you're saying so yeah i mean uh and being part of all these organizations you know um that's a whole different style of djing you know i came from the right. club world hip-hop world right? so like to know game op music right that's a whole yeah. nother layer of like like literal shit during a game, literal things yeah. that you don't even, you're like, what? Oh, oh, because it said, oh, that's why we're doing this. You know what I mean? Like there, that's a whole nother world or just certain songs you play at certain moments. And so it's, it's a whole nother math, a whole nother dynamic and uh, a whole nother show presentation. So yeah, man, from 2014, I've kind of done all these things. Um, and, uh, it's definitely brought in my music spectrum. I never used to play like, not that I do it all the time, but like country music, right? Like I never used to play country music. And then now right. it's like, you kind of got to broaden it out and, you know, get, get the ones in for the folks cause they love it, you know? So, yeah. um, been dope, man. It's been dope because I kind of take the AM slash Z trip slash C minus style kind of yeah. and try to play a little bit of everything. So there's really no room to complain to say like, oh, well, he did too much of this or it was too much of that or it was too EDM-y or whatever, right? It's like right. splash a little bit of everything. So I was like, dude, he went from here to here to here to here and then we're back over here. 
And then I don't know how he got to Mana, but we're here now. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, that's so, dope. Yeah, man. And is there a different? Um, and I know that DJing for sports teams are different, but what about for each type of sport? I mean, because I think each type of fan is a different kind of person in a way. You know, like with just aggressiveness and of hockey compared to football compared to uh soccer and you know soccer having the insane cheering section dedication and totally you know they all have their own type of culture of songs that they like to sing along to or something um so you probably had to learn a lot with that too right yeah i would say with hockey like i had to learn a lot of like hockey rock or hockey related songs right i was was not up on you know so um, yeah just like uh, certain like Van Halen joints or joints or like certain tool th- joints or certain songs that mean something because of this, you know? So I would say like yeah. hockey is definitely way more rock driven, you know? Um, but through the years, you know, uh, especially of this season, incorporating like, how could you not incorporate Drake or how are you not going to incorporate some Diplo-esque, of c- yeah, Dylan of Francis-esque, whatever, you know? So... Uh, the dope thing is now is there's so many remixes of those classic songs that it's like you can kind of like marry a we will rock you with a a cool a, a cool and i'll say this again for the third time a cool mashup not just any mashup because you know there's yeah. a ton of bad ones but like once you find that good one you can rock with you know so i would yeah. say it's a little more uh way more open format i would say for soccer i personally try to do a little more like not so much rock, but go like Latin housey vibes with some hip hop and some like old school LA flair, maybe some like, I don't know, like, I don't know, just like um, old school, like Snoop stuff or Dre stuff incorporated with to keep it like classic LA vibe, you know? And then the football stuff. Um, also, uh, I mean, for the players, I cater like super trapped out, you know, just the trappiest of the trappiest. And then when it's in-game play, again, I try to go to like more open format, some rocks and EDM, some, you know, mashups that make sense. And, um, some pop ones that are, are fun, you know, like nothing too, just fun, you know, nothing with like super breakdowns or anything like that. Just like right to the point, um, meat of the records records, you know? Right. How do you no. like organize your? Well, do you DJ off Serato? I do, yeah, Serato DJ. So how yeah, do you even sure. keep that organized? Like from just the radio stuff to just the three sports teams you DJ for, not even counting any other gigs that you might have or personal preferences. Like, what's your organization process like? So uh, organization wise, um, it's starting to get a little psychotic, but I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to um, size down previous years and make them like one crate, but I try to go game to game sometimes just so um, like I just came off of playing like, I don't know, five games in a week and a half of Kings So to make sure I'm not playing, you know, Kendrick Lamar humble, you know, maybe once every three games or something. So I try to organize it per game, but then at the end of the season, sift maybe take them all out and then just start fresh again um just to have a fresh crate because then it ends up just you know you just get bored and it's not exciting 
it's like a club crate pretty much, you know? So, um, and then if I have a good couple of crates from some sports teams, I'll try to like gel and make one good one from whatever. Um, yeah. but a whole nother layer is I make my own super cleans. Um, oh. that, that's be. That's, That's what I was thing. wondering because these are the most, you know, mainstream from the morning show on the radio to the sports events. I mean, very corporate in a sense where you have Absolutely. to be careful what you're going to play. Um, I mean, like we were talking about at the beginning, people not understanding jokes. I mean, people, you know, I know you have to be really careful with the edits. So, so you have to make yeah. your own super clean edit because, yeah, even like I play clean versions for my son now, but I'm like, they're still saying all this other shit that he probably shouldn't listen to or know, you know. Uh, fuck a Lamborghini, get a cop car, and then a shot, and some, you know, whatever. And it's like, no, you got to take, I mean, for me at least, like, you know, any gun reference, uh, alcohol right. reference weed reference uh drug reference depending on the sexual reference like i try to take all that out man because you don't know who's in the stadium you don't know if someone's um i don't know super religious or not religious or or super whatever right so yeah i I, that that record is the biggest record so yeah i should probably clean it up because yeah it's fun to play but be cautious of like it saying you know whatever bang bang kill them up make sure you make it proper, you know? Right. Um, yeah. So that's a whole nother layer, you know, of, uh, cleaning stuff up and making it game day ready. So to say, you know, um, cause some right. stuff or like, dude, even those old rock records, you go back, I, I had to clean up a Van, a Van Halen record. He was over there like, shit. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Motherfucker just said, shit. Like, fuck. <laughs> You could have gone without that, bro. You know, I know. So, or even like a lot of new pop records. I'll be like, they don't say anything in there. And then you hear it, you're like, oh, what are they? No, why'd you do that? She's <laughs> such a fucking bitch. Like, why? Why? You could have just skipped it all. I don't right. like you. You could have said that <laughs> and been cool. Yeah, no, nah, man. Never trust those pop records. Never, no. ever, ever. No, yeah. especially nowadays. Never, ever. Yeah, it's worse no. than ever. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you have to be so alert with that stuff. Um, totally i'm i'm reading lyrics i'm literally going in and you know unmuting it trying to find the true instrumental or do something with it and yeah man yeah. it's a it's a ta- it, it's definitely a task for sure for sure i wonder um i wonder if uh beat source is gonna have a section that has like a super clean edits like for people in those situations because i know a lot of djs make uh, you know, um, special playlists for them. So that seems actually like it'd be useful. Like I just had DJ Shauna on from the Milwaukee Bucks and she was explaining uh-huh. that stuff. And so I wonder that could be a thing. That, I, uh, no, it is a thing. And okay. I'm just going to put that out there that that would be a huge game changer. But I'm talking about super like, like right. Disneyland clean. Like, like it yeah. literally takes all that out because um, like I said, even, even like the word, like motherfucker, right? Like they'll take fucker out, but they'll leave mother in. It's still motherfucker. Right. Or you got to take mother out too. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it's gotta be right. like that. Yeah. Like we don't know, want to know who you're fucking, whether it's a mother or mother <laughs> or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Father no, fucker. All- we don't know. Yeah. Take out any, yeah. whatever you're fucking, fucking. leave it out. <laughs> yeah. Especially the mothers all gone. Yeah. So 
that Especially that would be the mothers. Yeah, yeah I mean, big... yeah, I wonder. We gotta we gotta mention it to them. Beat source, uh, I know you're listening. Let's uh, let's get that section rolling. <laughs> Um, that's a that's a big task for whoever got to do it. They'll have a job. I know. For a well, I know they're I know they're working on. There's a lot of um, really dope things coming in terms of being able to play the edits and use them. You know, using BeatSource Link and and all that stuff. Because in a way, it sounds like it could help you. And you know, as other people get into these um, these positions, it would be cool for them to learn from other DJs like you, you know, like a playlist of like, what does he play? And cause I wouldn't even have thought about the country and having to be so diverse, but you're right. It, oh that, that makes yeah, sense. bro. Oh yeah, bro. The first time they hit me with the, yo, we got country night coming up at the Kings. I was like, so what do you want me to do? <laughs> I was like, so what are you trying to say? Right? I, I exactly. And, like I would not know yeah. what to do. Like I got asked to, to open I got asked to play at a country music festival in Chicago and I was like, wait, why are you calling me? And they're like, no, we think you're going to do great. I'm like, I don't know anything. You know, and they go, we don't want, I, luckily they were like, we don't want you to play any country music. And I was like, okay, cool. So I, I did what you said. I, I made a very eclectic set with like rock and ACDC and into hip hop. They would know. And you know, this is yeah, like Montel yeah. Jordan, you know, whatever, all types yeah, of stuff, yeah, 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 mashup yeah, totally. style. But, but I would not know what to do in a country situation. Uh, that that's tough. I had to hit up some homies. I hit up uh, DJ Celos, man. He helped me out for that gig. Uh, he works at the B Junk Institute of Sound. Uh, right. He, dude, he has some cool edits. Shout out to him. He helped me out tremendously for one of these country nights because um, I had to get my bars up, you know? I had to learn <laughs> yeah. it. And I was like, oh, wow, like we're here, you know? And I mean, it was yeah. a great experience because that was probably the most out of. Um, my comfort zone I had been, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I learned how to DJ hip hop and then you get into house and then, you know, learning breaks, learning whatever EDM. And then the, just all these genres. And it's like, dude, I've never really touched country. So like, all right, let's right. go, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah, it's a trip, man. It's a trip, but, but I'm happy to like say, Hey, I've, done a warm-up country set <laughs> you know what i mean like exactly i mean can you imagine like you've really tackled all djing all genres and also the amount of ears that you touch just in any given week but over your whole career is insane because just from those stadiums and arenas that you dj for the sports teams the radio shows the syndication the apps that you're on now i mean it's crazy the amount of people that you dj for in any given week and you do it, I don't even, you just saying it, I'm barely processing it to keep it 100. <laughs> like, I don't even, I literally yeah. just wake up, go, yeah. you know, get back home, do what I need to do, show up. And you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah thank you, man. Cause I don't even process it. Like I just It's like, impressive. I mean, honestly, it's, it's something to be proud of. I think you'll look back on it later in life. Like that's crazy. It's one of those things where probably you're in the mix and you can't really see it for what it is, but, um, you know, there's, I don't think there's very many DJs in the world that DJ for that many people every week, if you really think about it, you know, and, and in such, yeah, and the biggest you, markets, you're in Los Angeles, you know, it's not like you're yeah. just kind of in the middle of nowhere doing something. So that's, no, that's thank huge. You, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I really yeah. do because I, um, I really just put my head down and just go, you know what I mean? And try to, um, put my best foot forward every day. And, and you had mentioned it earlier, but honestly, man, seeing, athletes and again not to be like corny but really seeing them like 
prepare on the field or on the ice or on the whatever, like their focus before something like that's really inspiring because it's like, think about it. Like I'm getting to see top people at their greatness and their focus levels and how they prep or focus or whatever. Right. And it's like, um, I try to have that rub off on me and, and the focus again, because it really is a focus, man. Like I've really dedicated a lot of my time to making sure I'm decent in the mornings or like I, I, I have the right song for the next game. Like, yeah, I should clean up this Drake song. It's the biggest song. Let me clean it up for the game or for the morning show tomorrow, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah, all that stuff takes time, you know? And, um, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a dedication, you know? And, uh, I hope, I hope I leave some kind of legacy in LA to say like he did it. And I appreciate everybody that watches the videos, but also like the motherfucker DJ, you know, like he, he put in some work on the tables, you know, cause that's what this all really originates from is just doing the music, man, honestly, because I still geek on music. I still love when I hear something, um, exciting, you know, it's like, it, it's, yeah. it's still exciting for me, you know? So yeah, I know. It's a trip. How do you balance that? Like, um, because like I said before, we are, cut from the same cloth and we used to love underground hip hop and you know having the the red vinyl of umi says means so much to you and me and it's it's such a great thing but at the same time we're in very corporate environments and having to do this pop music that probably when we were younger we're like i'll never do that you know how do you balance um how do you balance that like your love for music and all that and then being in both worlds because um from my perspective you do a good job of it and you you've You've executed what, what you've done, I think, is like you've kept it real. If <laughs> I don't even know how to put it, but in a way where you've remained yourself, but you've adapted to these worlds, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, like thank you. you're you're still yourself and you can tell that you still love that kind of music and you still have a passion for things, but you're able to adapt to any of these things. You're able to go do the country music set or do any of these things. So like is there a trick to that or how do you balance those worlds? Uh, when I'm done with the world, I try yeah. to turn it off there and then yeah. come home and either like just be dad or like go yeah. do normal things because right. uh, you, uh, I try not to be involved in too many things because it's like I still have to be attentive at the house or like dip away from doing it all day because then you'll go crazy and you can't be I just i mean i'm literally djing every day but um like i just came off of djing you know four or five games in a row on top of morning show which i love trust me this is what we signed up for but like today that's why i scheduled it for today with you because it's like yeah. i can just chill out like clean up maybe like listen to some i don't know mad lib right and go back yeah. and dig on some like quasimodo just to remember kind of like not to be just stuck in that era, but just like, yeah, this is why I like this shit. Right. To go yeah. back to that, to go back to that. Or like, um, over the quarantine, I did, a uh, uh, all Mad Lib instrumental vinyl set. Oh, wow. Just for, just for me. Right. Like just to do it because we're here and I have a ton of Mad. I have like two crates of just all Mad Lib. Right. And yeah. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do it all instrumental. I don't need raps. And it's like, that niche of a artist mix on vinyl 
to give me some kind of like therapy and say, all right. So yeah, man, really detaching and kind of always going back to the essence or like just listening to some stuff that, um, I normally, or I haven't listened to in a while, kind of that just decompress because you can't be on all the time. It, you'll go nuts. You know, you'll literally yeah, go for nuts. sure. Yeah. Speaking um, of Mad Lib and all that, like I saw, I think scratch bastard or someone posted yesterday or the day before, like, um, for all you people, you know, in, into the whole study beats or lo-fi beats, like we were saying before with like the birds, he was like, um, he posted a link to Loot Pack Sound Pieces, the instrumental album. And he's like, throw this on because it's like that kind of stuff. Like, And a lot of the people making making lo-fi and all those kind of beats, they're young. They're 23 years old. That album's probably 23 years old. If you think about Easily it, like, 20, yeah, totally. they don't know totally. about that stuff. I was watching some kid on Twitch who makes lo-fi kind of stuff or whatever you want to call it, but he makes dope beats and his channel's cool and he seems smart and cool. And they were asking him something and he was like, honestly, I've heard more Lil Nas X songs than Nas songs. And I was like, oh my God, that's so weird to hear, you know, but I don't blame him. I know a lot of people will be like, fuck this, but that's his experience, you know, and he's still making cool shit and, and doing with it. But it's, it's crazy. The, you know, the uh, disconnect yeah. and stuff. I feel like uh, it's a different era and the kids got to yeah. absorb it how they absorb it. And uh, right. I hate, I, I would hate to be the old guy saying, but you don't fucking know about fucking Mad yeah. Lib. You know, it's like, right. hey, check these gems out. If you know how yeah. to absorb this, then get it. Right. Yeah. And if you don't, you will one day, you know, but because I remember, you know, uh, a lot of old heads back in the day on some whatever like old head hater shit and it's like no 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 it's like you'll get it one day you know so yeah man yeah. uh uh madlib yeah definitely big uh beat influence dilla just on some random i just want to put it out there like yeah. madlib dilla primo shadow you know like all day amazing all day yeah all day all day the best sure. yeah if you're one of those younger kids uh check out all of those names <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, that's uh yeah. do your research but yeah i mean mad lib primo all that um so mm-hmm. so dope and um actually they just on beat source got the whole stone's throw collection so i've been going through that awesome. and finding all these instrumentals and and cool so shit good, because man. a lot of it like you said i have it on vinyl but i i never put it i never recorded it in or bought the mp3 so kind of nice yeah. to just go oh shit okay boom i got it there i got a little crate of yeah. it yeah yeah, man, yeah. I love I love all the Stone Throw that the era, the early on. Even now, like they they do some funky stuff, but just how Peanut Butter Wolf has kind of kept it how he wants it, and it's just been his thing. And I mean, yeah. he's put out classic music. You know, it's like timeless music that'll live forever. You know, it's dope, and it's like yeah. L.A. based. You know, which is yeah, cool. totally. I know. Funny, yeah. I wanted to be on Stone's Throw like my whole life coming up. I'd be making beats, and oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a record on there. And uh, I have a younger brother, and my younger brother is signed to Stone's Throw and put already put right out two albums. Yeah, put out two Dope. albums, and they're putting out another album soon. So it all kind of came full circle. <laughs> but you, uh, you were in yeah. a group, the Movement. Yeah, Movement. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. You guys I remember. Have I probably said it to, yeah. I mean, I made, we made vinyl of it. I think people were playing it on power here and there, but uh, it was, I would come to Fat Beats and 
try to ask him to buy 10 copies of it, you know, and I had oh, my own dude. record label, Wax Paper Records, and we had a uh, movement and, and a bunch of, um, I got to make music with a lot of cool people back then. Like we would just, we had this little um, studio in my parents' garage and we would, you know, I loved Freestyle Fellowship and all the LA groups coming up. And I yeah, remember sure. I would make music with this group, Cypher 7, and they brought uh, Mike and Nine from Free- Freestyle Fellowship over one day and he brought Shock G. Um, and so Damn. I got to have all these crazy experiences with Shock G. So when I heard that news that he passed away, uh, the past week, I was like, damn, like it just made me remember all this stuff. And I don't know where these recordings are, but he used to come over and just play piano like forever on this Korg Triton we had. And I would just record it into into Cubase on my computer. And he would do these crazy ad libs and these weird songs with Micah 9. And, um, you know, it was a crazy, what crazy a person to be able to be around, you know. But yeah, yeah I was in I was in that group and and funny now on my twitch whenever i dj there'll be people that come in like yo play movement <laughs> like okay can't believe i got yeah. fans on there you know coming i'm like where were you guys back then we had to break up <laughs> right right where were you when when we need you to buy the merch and the fucking show where were you then Assholes. yeah now you're yeah. coming to my damn twitch channel no i appreciate <laughs> it but yeah. but yeah funny yeah and my brother doesn't even make hip-hop it's like it's, you know, their own type of crazy music. <laughs> it's called Jerry yeah. Paper, if you, if you look it up. Okay, no, um, no, definitely peep it. Yeah. Damn, that's dope. Um, yeah, so funny. I know, and I saw Peanut Butter Wolf. He's like, I can't believe that's your brother. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I can't Dude. believe it's him. <laughs> I know, I was like, yeah. I know, man. So yeah, it all came dope. together. Um yeah. So, so what, um, you know, that, that's so cool. Like the way that you said, you know, your sister came to you and was like, we want to dance. Like I had a similar experience with that where I would play all drum and bass and underground hip hop. And I had to do an eighties party and I didn't have eighties records. And the girls were like, we want to dance. It was same exact thing where I went, it was like a life changing experience. So I'm like, I need 100%. to go and buy records and make girls dance. I was, I didn't know I, that. I, bro. I went from getting like, all it was like all like whatever on friday night flavors right go to fat beat saturday yeah. morning like yo i heard j-rock play this at this time and Celos or retmatic would know exactly what it is i went from yep. like getting whatever on abb records or raucous or whatever label it was at the time to getting like yeah yo let me yo let me get two copies of that uh ja rule shanti and of uh course. <laughs> let me do that right and it's like but doing the house parties back in the day and having that Ja Rule record at the right time and seeing the girls dance was everything, bro. It's like, what? That compared to whoever? Like, nah, bro, get out of here. So yeah, um, that <laughs> was definitely my sister saying that was definitely one of those like light bulb in the head. Like, oh yeah, I got to start getting some of this jiggy shit. I like it. Yeah. Got, it's Mando, you know, and don't yeah. fight it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't fight exactly. it. Exactly. And and yeah, from then on out, it was like, I, I always have love for that, but you got to make the ladies dance. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's the, you that's know, what that's what it's all <laughs> that's about. That's what it is. Yeah, for sure, that's man. That's why a lot of the yeah. lady uh, DJs coming out are, are winning too, because they're like, we're a step ahead of you guys. <laughs> we know exactly what to play, you know? Yeah. We know exa- exactly what to hit at what time. And yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, I know. 
So, uh, and you've yeah. toured with groups too, right? As like uh, yeah. the DJ for Farside and, and some other groups? Uh, mainly Farside. Yeah, man. I got to do Farside for th- pretty much a year, full year. Um, I, I got that um, pretty much through Big, Big Boy Fuzzy, like that circle. They're, they're obviously all still family with Farside. So um, I got to go on a world tour, bro. And it's like kind of one of those like dream come true. Like, yeah, I'm going to go travel the world with one of the most legendary <laughs> hip-hop groups and we're gonna yeah. you know go hit the world for a year right so Amazing. yeah i got to go you know do their classic albums you know all through europe we went to australia we went to japan we went to i mean you name it bro for a year i traveled 2013 and eventually the sports stuff kicked in in 2014 so it just didn't work out scheduling wise anymore but i mean I went to places I didn't even know I would want, you know, yeah. I didn't even know I would want to go see, you know? So yeah, that was a hell of an experience. Like where, um, what was some of the, the best places you were able to go? New Zealand, bro. I never in my life thought New Zealand would be as beautiful and as amazing. And as just, I would go back. I mean, I haven't gone back, but I would go back to New Zealand, you know, like yeah. that place was incredible. Uh, I always wanted to go to Japan and then going to Japan and then going back to Japan, it's like Japan is exactly what it is. And that was yeah. like a life de- life DJ goal, right? Like I'm going to DJ in yeah. Japan one, one time. So I got to go out there with them a few times. And then I did a run with Big Boy one time because Big Boy, de- um, he used to do way more stuff back in the day, like club sets and stuff. So I got to rock with him one time. Um, but yeah, man, I would say New Zealand was. And then, bro, like we were in France on some random like four times, five times in the year, you know, like through france and paris two times and it was just so like oh yeah we're going to paris again you know like ah, you know so um, yeah it was dope and de- definitely um definitely a, a, a checkoff list on some hip-hop dj shit you know what i'm saying right for sure um and then doing the shows in la felt good too because the homies got to come out and see like you know just all that so yeah man that was um that was something for the books for sure. And I like took pictures and um, I'm going to put some TBTs up. It's been a, a while, but yeah, that was a hell of a, hell of a run. And again, another, like it um, just being around such pros, right? Like for right. them, like catching up to them and their stage presence and how they put a show on and they've been performing pretty much. I mean, they have newer songs obviously, but their same songs and, how to make that set still interesting and dope and fun and how to, you know, whatever, all that stuff, you know, was just a great experience, you know, for sure. Yeah. That sounds dope. And and like you're, I mean, I think what we've learned over this time and talking about all your gigs is like, you're good under pressure. Like you're able to, you know, operate on one of the biggest morning shows. You DJ in these stadiums, you interview huge celebrities and, talk shit to their face even though you have a character but still that's you have a talent of being able to whatever it is calm your anxiety or just be cool calm and collected in um in any situation it seems like what about in doing some private events i know you've done events for some pretty big a-list people and jay-z and kanye and uh, rihanna and whoever else probably um do you have any stories from those or any tips on like how you do keep yourself so together in all these situations? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you 
two quick stories. So the Jay-Z, I did a Rockaway. Was that the clothing brand? Rockaware. Yeah. Rockaware. Years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my buddy hooked up something for like a photo shoot that I did. And he was, Jay-Z was on set, but it was kind of like there, but not really. And at the time, yeah. um, he, he was into like Maroon 5 stuff. So my boy was like, yo, make sure you have some Maroon. I forgot what joint it was or Coldplay, something like that. So I make sure to have like some of that shit on deck. But he was on set. I didn't get a chance to like physically have that. Um, but he was definitely in the room. I mean, just to be honest, it's not like he gave me the time of day, but he was in the room, you know what I mean? For sure. Right. And it was for his clothing brand. And I played for, it was on like the Universal Studios lot or whatever, but yeah. Oh, it was, but you do have, you have some picture with him on your, on your site oh, or your yeah, Instagram, yeah. right? But that's from something that, else, radio. That was at the station. Yeah. That was okay. at the station. Yeah. 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 That was like, uh, years ago. Yeah. And then, uh, me and DJ Reflex, uh, it was actually Reflex's gig. We did Rihanna's birthday in Hawaii, bro. This fool Reflex called me one day and was like, hey, you want to go DJ Rihanna's birthday with me? I was like, bitch, what? He's like, dude, Hawaii, <laughs> let's go, bro. I was like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, no, I'm serious. He's like, dude, her parties go all night. He's like, I need somebody to like help me out. Like They literally go all night. So, bro, we fucking end up in Hawaii, me, Reflex, right? It's like, 10 people and 10 of her closest friends, Rihanna, and she had her birthday party, bro. And me and Amazing. Reflex, you know, we, we played all the hip hop. It's like nobody, it's like the cut, you know, cousins, you know, like super intimate. And we literally just DJed all night long, bro, and just played hip hop shit. And then we were going to get into like reggae and Caribbean stuff, you know, and my knowledge is like, it's pretty good. But like the deep, deep Caribbean stuff at the time, like I just wasn't up on. So she had right. a homie come hop on and kind of play all that stuff. But yeah, bro, it was like a super intimate Rihanna party. And like, not that I was like tripping, but I was tripping like, dude, where are we right now? Like literally private house, Rihanna, me and this full reflex chill. You know what I mean? And we yeah. probably party till two maybe three in the morning bro loud loud but it's like what are you gonna tell her what are you gonna yeah. do this riri bro yeah yeah it's so riri. that that was uh pretty crazy and then i've done stuff at staples center with like you know charles barkley around and uh, a lot of nba players i did i dj'd when the lakers won the championship oh gosh what year was it but i had dj'd in the lexus suite like right after you know with all the players and stuff so that that was kind of yeah. a uh monumental uh moment um yeah man some cool stuff through the years but the re-reads probably stand out um and then yeah the jay-z photo shoot was cool i mean i count that as something he was there it was rock aware you know so i'm like hey. yeah for sure and he didn't for tell sure. me to go home right it's like <laughs> <laughs> hey i was there um, he's like don't don't like, give him a shirt kick him out <laughs> right 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 i was like man I was like, man, I just want the headband so I could wear it to the side and a uh, 4XT, bro. Come on, hook me up, you know? Nah. Um, <laughs> He's like, some fire oh, shit, is. though, for sure. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, Reflex. We had Reflex on the show, and uh, and I've been friends with him for a long time. He's the man. And uh, similar kind of story, you know, he was like, of course, had all these DJing Jay-Z and Rihanna stories and talking about calling jay espinoza to go up to napa and dj for jay-z and all them you know and, and some kind of crazy story with rihanna and always yeah man uh, yeah no, that, the that man. was 
he is the man yeah that and that was one of those like just a couple nights a uh, couple times through the night like just looking at him like bro where the fuck are we right now like are you kidding me like and and, and it's like, it was so it was so intimate right we didn't even take pic like i didn't even ask for a picture bro i didn't i right. took a picture of just like, her cake or no <laughs> i didn't even take a picture of her cake i took a screenshot from her instagram of the cake because i felt like i would have been a fucking herb if i asked her for a picture because it was so intimate i mean it was of literally course. like yeah. And I was like, man, let's just let's just keep it, you know, keep it here. Cause how Yeah, you gotta I, know how to just be cool in those situations and not be over the top. <laughs> let let it be, you know, let it be. Yeah. Um one time we got to this was just recently, uh I got a chance to go to Dr. Dre's house. Uh big uh Dr. Dre threw a little something for Big Boy. And uh a couple cats asked for a flick and he did it. He's super, super cool. And I just, I, I, I couldn't do it, dog. I had to like, I just left. <laughs> Ask Dre, you mean? Yeah. Like the homies did it. He was mad cool. He was all, I just, I was like, I'm a Yeah. You know, I'm with, like, I'm no, girl. I'm with you. I'm with you. You're at his house too. It's like kind of weird. It's not like you're just seeing but, him out. But he was all, he was super cool. He was super right. like, there was no, like he was mad, whatever. For me, I just was like, all right, I'm gonna go. Even though I really <laughs> wanted it with the sick background, of course. Like, uh, you know, just to have that, like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> but nah, like I couldn't. I got do it. free I was Beats by Dre headphones. Um, nah, <laughs> I, nah. I got to eat a pizza from his stone fire oven. You know what I mean? Like that was that's even bar. better. Come that's on. a bar. I didn't even take a picture of the pizza. Come on, what am I doing here? That's that sounds like a Drake bar right there. Eating pizzas right? from Dre's stone fire oven. <laughs> Started Cappuc from the bottom. Yeah, cappuccino, <laughs> no ice, please. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Strictly margarita, fresh basil. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. That's it. crazy. Yeah, what about like any awkward, you, you have any like awkward DJ moments or bad moments where like something happened or, or, or something, yeah. you know? what's up with that yeah oh my gosh uh what year maybe two years ago bro at a king's game i think they were putting up uh rob blake's jersey in the rafters yeah, yeah. so it's like this whole layout of like i mean just an incredible thing right and they're about to go into like the national anthem it's like a moment within the moment right and i had one of the <laughs> the pioneer controllers they got for me up there and uh, it has the siren effect, right? But not like not their burr, 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 like the <laughs> so it's like literally right in the middle of the fucking. It was like right in the middle of like the anthem or something where it was quiet. Anthem moment aside, something was happening, and my finger hits it by accident, bro. Right, <laughs> no. and I hear oh, God. This is a staple center, dog. I hear. <laughs> and I'm sitting around I'm like, what the fuck is that? Right? It's me, dog. So my boss is on this. She's like, yo, what is that? Yo, what is that? Is that a fire alarm? What the hell's going off? And I look and like the channel's up and the, and it's the effect. And I'm like, I had to get on the headset. I was like, uh, sorry, guys, that was me. I'm going to turn that down right now. Like, oh. <laughs> no, you can't just say like, I don't know. That must have been someone else in the back. 
No, I was like, cool. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then I was like, no, you got to fess up. Like, it's you, right? And then the sound guy is going to know it's me because he's going to see it's popping out from my my channel, right? So Uh, I I had to fess up. But it was like, silent, bro, silent. And you hear... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah, I was on some clubhouse talk thing the other day we were talking about awkward bad things that have happened or awkward run-ins with celebrities that like got mad and like people were saying stuff like that it's like (laughs) every dj can can relate has had some sort of messed up thing or like i can't believe i just did that (laughs) oh yeah or uh you know just of recent i did a big detox of like music out of my computer of just like randomness i'm like thousands bro so I mean, I have stuff on it on an external drive, but ooh wee! I hope a artist set thing doesn't pop up soon because somebody might get their feelings hurt right now. Because ooh wee! <laughs> I yanked out a gang of shit because I used to keep oh. everything right. It's like, oh well, what happens if so and so comes in? So and so, right? Like so and so is not coming right now, so we're just going right. Well, that's right. I mean, I not to constantly sword. not to constantly plug it, but beat source no, perfect but, right there. <laughs> no, but but no, it is perfect because. I literally just had to take a bunch of shit out of my, you know, it's like, for what? Like I'm holding on to like, I know um, a specific artist, like seven songs, instrumentals go home, bro. I haven't played, played this song in 10 years. You know what I mean? I know so many things. Yeah. Someone, someone was showing me, I think, um, uh, this dude C flow out of New York is coming out with an app that, uh, I don't want to claim too much. Maybe I got it wrong, but I'm pretty sure it it analyzes your library. It's supposed to help you with your organization and it'll show you any songs you haven't played like in a really long time or something. So I'm like, I need to run that on my thing. I'm sure there's things I've had in there for 12 years that I've never played that I constantly look at like, well, who knows just in case, but yeah. Um, You had another part to your question about, about dealing with this stuff. I really kind of, I really kind of take the approach of like, um, out of all the years I've done stuff, it, yeah. the time is now and fuck it, run it. I know it sounds stupid, but it's like, literally I've been doing it 23, 24 years as you've been doing it for a very long time. And it's like, yeah. um, kind of like suck it up and run it. You know, it's like, what, what other time were you going to do it? You know? So, uh, right. that's kind of like my my head uh space and uh even kind of doing uh i did wendy williams like last year and even being on like national tv uh and that all happened very fast you know kind of just showing up and being on set and going on and do but it's like all the years of doing this and really being on the street team and doing all the small things that led up to bigger moments those small things needed to happen for you to make the bigger moments look easy, you know, because yeah. I've seen people try to do other DJs do like jumbotron shots at other sporting events and stuff. And it's like, nah, man, you got to have a certain pizzazz to it. It's not just, you know, you got to have a flair to know when that camera's in your face and then you see yourself on this <laughs> big ass screen, you know, how you handle that and not freak out and not be awkward on the Right. You know, it's like you got you got to really own own that and be all up in the camera's face and really just own the moment and not be scared. You know, so yeah, I yeah, right. it's just kind of 
sucking it up and just doing it, bro. You know, um, what are some of the things you do? Like what advice do you give someone if they're getting in that situation? They're like, well, I don't know what I would do in the jumbotron or how do you own it? Like what's right. Yeah. Don't, don't overthink it. Um, really don't overthink it, have fun and try not to be too cool. Like I'm not cool guy up there. Like I really try to be fun and goofy and do a stupid little dance or something like, yeah, it's kind of, kind of corny to somebody or like goofy or something, but it's better that than (laughs) or like trying to do a battle routine or something like over the top. People don't get it, bro. So just have some fun. Just have some fun. Be a little goofy. Um, that's my approach though. But yeah, I've seen people just be, you know, and it's like, that's not a good camera shot. You gotta, you gotta be a little more, you know, take it easy than that, you know? So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have, have fun. Don't overthink it, honestly. Yeah. Because you could look real crazy up there in front of thousands of people. So, right. um, And just having a sense of humor and, and a knowledge of self in a way is seems useful within all of these situations absolutely bro absolutely and and i think djs sometimes kind of take themselves a bit too serious sometimes you know so it's like if you show yourself being fun and charismatic and like yeah you could be the cool guy but be the funny guy too it's like be show you got a little personality other than just like some (laughs) finger points and what up y'all peace see what it is yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah you know that that only goes so far you know uh for me for me uh yeah i think right. being a little funny goes a long a long way with people you know did you ever like um, take classes like an improv class or some kind of acting class or you just kind of always nah, like to make people you know laugh what? yeah you know uh my pops man god rest his soul he was just like me he was just a funny cat so like it's just right it's hereditary man it's in my blood you know he was just the same thing and then i see my son now six years old and he's got like kind of shitty jokes like me like little funny little things and i'm like okay okay we got it okay we so, got it i'm passing yeah. it down yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I i know what you mean same thing i used to think my dad is i mean i still do he's the funniest guy ever and, and i always you know like to make people laugh yeah. and i see it with my son too like he yeah. he's athletic and he's like super cool and athletic but like also ha- knows how to like have a yeah. sense of humor, not even take himself too serious, be funny, you know, and make jokes and like to enjoy that, that side of things. And, you know, like, like you said, we're only here so long, man. Like how serious are you really going to take things? And also what's the worst that could happen? Like in the, yes, some bad things could happen. But like you said, if you got the opportunity in front of you, take advantage of it. Don't overthink it and don't, don't screw uh, yourself and, up. And, and, um, I would say like, uh, also like doing stuff for such bigger platforms like just advice wise like always be on time always be prepared i'll say it again always be on time even early like bro if my call time is 4 30 i'm in the building four o'clock every game like right never late yeah never that's another thing too is like being reliable like like you could be you know cool club guy whatever on the night shit and show up late if you want or whatever all these corporate things and all these settings, like you really got to be on time. You really got to be early when people say, Hey, we need music ready by five o'clock, five o'clock, five o'clock, four fifty nine. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Not barely plugging in getting. So like, I, I would say through the years, like that's 
been my thing too. It's like, I'm always on, I'm always early. It's not even on time. I'm always early. And that's great. Even if I have to, even if I have to sit there for a half hour, I'm here. Right. Worst yeah, case, would you rather be early or be rushing and freaking out and the people mad at you? And 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 I think always. being reliable, I mean, that's been a, a long-running theme in, on this show from everyone we've talked to in every situation and every different kind of DJ. Um, all of it is being reliable, being there, being around for the opportunity, and um, letting people know that, uh, that, yeah, they can depend on you. And that's... How, what's really led them to the staircases that's they they've been able to elevate through their career even if your call time is 6 a.m you're there at 5 30 bro with your rig right like if i right. take a controller or something right it's like i'm here with my controller let's go like that yeah. early call time shouldn't be your no oh, man this is too early. like no nah, all right i'm 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 there yeah they gotta be there what like so i i would say yeah um be be there you know and and be there early always and if i throw homies whatever some other i'm always like be there early man don't don't just show up at the skin of your teeth and rush to get set up be there early even if you got to sit on your phone for 20 minutes and just do nothing like i'm i'm good to go i don't know right. what the hell the rest of you guys are doing but i'm good to go so it's like yeah. you know what i mean yeah that's Forever. so true any other like um tips you have for for DJs coming up that want to do a lot of the things that you've done one way or another? Um I never really listened to people that uh a lot of people told me not to do it or like nah this ain't it or not right? It's like really listen to your gut, but if you really want to pursue something let's say in radio or sports or whatever it's like you really have to perform at a certain level because they expect something at a certain level so as high profile or as many people as i'm reaching it's a lot of responsibility you know big trusting me with his huge show that's a big responsibility to make sure his music is being programmed correctly right so i would say like you have to take it serious, more serious than what you think you have to take it. Because I, I, I think the discipline of doing these certain things, mm, it's not cut for everybody, you know? So if you really yeah. want to get into these worlds, it's like, it's a definite different discipline and, and getting out of a lot of your comfort zones, like playing country music or rock music you're not familiar with, or understanding that certain things are made for certain arenas and sports or whatever it is it's like this is what it is you know and yeah. be open to take suggestions and be open for somebody to say hey you know what it's a little bit too much of this can we go here don't take that personal it's just business go it's play so what true. they want yeah, yeah that, you know that's something i've had to deal with over time is uh just really trying to remember not to take things personal and go you know being able to adapt on the fly and not having it throw you off you know yeah. And just run with it. Like, bro, I play, you know, we play the same music constantly, but that's what my job is on the radio station. And my job is to tease the biggest records or party, you know, whatever. And it's like, that's the gig. Right. So to sit there and be like, but you know what, man, in the middle of all this, I'm going to keep it real and go. It's like, nah, that's not what this is for. I'll keep yeah. it real at the crib. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then that that's, like I said, something I had to learn over time. Um, myself you know because i was like no you hired me for me but but the more you can lean into that the better things way will better be. bro 
Yeah. yeah. And people, people will hire you way more because you're open to say, all right, well, cool. Play this, whatever. You probably have never touched it before. Whatever. Just play it. Move on with your yeah. day. It's all good. You know, exactly. go home and play, play whatever you want when you get inside your car, you know? That's yeah. it. But I know. Mm -hmm. Just like we tell the people that request at clubs, like, yo, you can go listen to this in your cars. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but but especially like with those corporate settings or like big platforms, yeah. it's like if the big dog, if the owner or whatever, the your boss is telling you or something, it's like, hey, play that Van Halen song. You're like, man, fuck that. Man. It's like, no, just play the fucking Van Halen song. Call it a day. Yeah. Why are you fighting? Yeah, exactly. Right? right. So easy. But people sit there and be like, no, hell no. It's like, oh, bro, just play the song. It ain't that serious, right. you know? Yeah, you're probably going to forget this like within a couple of years or something that's even happened. Stop taking it to heart. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, man. Yeah, that um, that's good advice. Um, what about um I was looking through like your Instagram. I mean, there's so much funny shit on there. Some of the filters <laughs> you've used to do those characters. I mean, talk about one trying to take, you know, your uh, past interviewing thing to the next level and, I don't know, have a Netflix show for it or whatever you're planning on, which would be dope. Like, some of these characters you have on here are hilarious. I even use some of the damn filters. I saw you uh, post that you're you're doing a crocabilly crew or something. What is, what's oh, that? Yeah. You wear crocs um, all the time? What's your uh, croc you know what, connection? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Um, how did the croc... I think one day, bro, I was, like, shopping. I said, you know what? I'm going to try these like I I just for myself. Right. And um, this was probably three, four years ago. And then slowly uh, rappers have adapted. And I'm not saying I started the trend. I'm not saying anything. I'm saying for myself. Yeah. Um, I've definitely converted a lot of my friends into uh, crockism. Right. Um, and then <laughs> we're getting some of the but there's a lot of anti crockers as well. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, so, I've never worn crocs and I really want to. So maybe uh you're initiating me i need to try i've heard only good things listen especially especially I, for djing I, djing comfort is it for everybody it's not for everybody spider but guess what i can see it in your eyes it's cut for you bro you i'm know, feeling it i mean yeah i i'm i'm willing to try you know i bought a floor listen. mat thing at home to dj on so that was step one start off with the standard black okay standard pair Okay. If you want to explore into different colors, add the little knickknacks. I keep it pretty simple. Right. Get you a pair of Crocs. I don't recommend the ones with the fur in it. Don't no. go there. That's weird. Because then you're then you're getting in the UGG world, and then it's like stinky feet, slipper world. I wouldn't go there from experience. Yeah. No. Just get you stand, standard black. Join the gang. Um, slides are a thing of the past, bro. That's like right. Come We're on. not sliding anymore. Yeah. If you're going to the beach, maybe, but Crocabilly Crew meeting a Zanku chicken, then I think uh, I, I might want to get initiated into that. You're point. already in, bro. You're already okay. in. The garlic sauce is waiting for you at the one <laughs> on Glendale, in Glendale um, on Colorado. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I mean, are there any like um, any things that. Uh, you know, you're, I mean, we've talked about so much like already and like things, so many amazing things you've done, but are there any standout moments, whether it's from radio or any of these things that, um, were just meant a lot to you or felt like this was a special moment that like, I really made it to the next level or, or something like that. 
Uh, you know what? I just had something. I mean, there's been things. I mean, getting on the morning show and kind of being on just of recent, like it kind of hit me like being on for six years. Uh, we just yeah. hit our six, sixth year wow. mark. Like Congrats. I kind of tripped on that. Thank you. I, I didn't know what was going to happen. Right. And um, that was an accomplishment. I just had a really dope day at the new stadium, SoFi Stadium for the Chargers. They had yeah. a season ticket event. And it was six 40-minute sets throughout the day that we had to right. do because it was like people coming in and out. Okay. I was really kind of proud of myself, bro, just from this past weekend because I did six pretty much completely different sets. And I was able to rock. Um, I don't know. It just felt good because I kind of challenged myself not to repeat anything. Yeah. And it just felt good to go everywhere and bring it all home and really kind of like bang out some really cool eclectic sets so like that was cool um djing on wendy williams was fun uh doing yeah. the nhl all-star actual game was like wow. a really big accomplishment um djing in japan with big was like really cool um that's dope. yeah man yeah, those were some, uh, oh, doing the Grammy Staples Center uh, party, kind of like it's kind of been an on and off thing I've been doing for the last five, six years. You know, that's been like a big party I've been doing. Um, yeah, so, that's legendary. Um, yeah, so those have been some cool um, moments for sure that I, I like really sit back and like, whoa, you know, totally unexpected. Yeah. Or like not unexpected, but just like, wow, you know, like this really happened. Like I told you, bro, my biggest goal was like one time on Power One. That was it. It was like, just, right. I just want to do one weekend shift just to say, you know, like, yeah, no, I was on the now, radio once. Yeah. And now look, look what happened from that. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that pretty crazy, crazy, man. Yeah. And yeah, what long, about long. Where, where do you think, where do you see things going um, for you? Do you have any sort of um, plan for the future or an idea of different things you want to have happen? Or are you just enjoying the moment and doing, uh, I'm doing definitely, what you got to do? Yeah, I'm definitely enjoying everything that I'm doing because I feel like I'm, I'm doing it and I'm doing it well. LL Cool J, doing it and doing it and doing <laughs> it. Right? So I'm, I'm doing it and, it and it's dope. Um, but I feel like eventually just as a evolution when that is yeah i would definitely love to do eventually um either some either and I, it seems weird but either scoring something of some sort or definitely being a shitbag in a movie of some sort or film <laughs> or some kind of like character or something but eventually yeah. when i get to that point um um but i'm having a lot of fun right now you know so when it when and if it gets there but yeah i think i have the capabilities man i think i can hold it down on some like being the ethnic guy in the role guy you know what i mean yeah i oh, think for i can sure. you know? and i know yeah. you were saying youtube you know oh it needs to be more than youtube but i mean you could do a, a youtube show where you just totally, you totally. know dressed up and went around and then that could be turned totally. into some next totally. level huge thing who knows totally um, totally yeah 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 but yeah i see that and so you make you make music like you make uh compose music um, to, to be able to score a movie you think no not not that but i would say more i think like my taste has gotten so broad that uh <clears throat> excuse me just even putting certain moments together of, like a music supervisor or something 
Yeah. Music supervisor. Absolutely. You know, um, kind of just finding those moments to fit um, because we're doing that at sports games. You know, it's like certain moments have certain songs and certain th- that's sports. Right. But um, yeah, I know like you I are. I mean, be- you're, you're creating a live yeah. movie in a way, you know, you're scoring the. That, that's yeah. how I feel sometimes when I'm doing these special events and there's it's for a specific person or a specific thing. I'm scoring yeah. it like it's a movie right then, at least in my head, and I'm watching everything yeah. happen. And um, so, of course, DJ's skills play into, you know, being a music supervisor and people that can make music, you know, could be composers yeah. and all that stuff. I think that's why a lot of DJs are great at being A&Rs and all the different jobs in the industry. Yeah, and um, like... Uh they call it like sonic identity for like a team, you know, like finding the certain sound or whatever. So yeah, I mean, putting the sonic identity towards yeah. whatever it is, you know? Um, right. Yeah. I, I, I would definitely would like to eventually get there, but yeah, man, stuff is, stuff is good now, but um, <clears throat> one day, man, I'll, I'll, I'll revisit all the character stuff. Um, I feel yeah. it coming though. I don't know when, but it'll be, you know, it's going to be right. But yeah, I love, I love what I did, but I, I would, have hate to it get to a point where someone's like, man, this is some bullshit. He he played himself out, you know. Like, I kind of wanted to keep it right. on a, you know, yeah. Like, all right, no, you for sure. I think it's here. in a good place. And like you said, some people probably didn't even know you're the actual DJ, <laughs> and that you're like a really skilled DJ. They're just like, oh, they just bring him on to make a funny voice or something. I got booked to do an Armenian party <laughs> in Detroit one time, and it was like yeah. for starting, and. It was in like some random suburb part of like, not Detroit, I guess, Michigan, right? Uh, it was yeah. like, I forgot where we were, bro. Anyways. Right. I know there's like outside me. like Royal Oak or like these other cities yeah, out there. Yeah, something. So I show up to the party. It's at like some Middle Eastern restaurant, right? And I'm DJing and this girl comes up to me. She goes, you don't have your fucking accent? I say, excuse me? She goes... I just drove an hour from I don't know where to come see you because I thought you had a fucking accent. And she was like, so you're just like a regular fucking guy who tells jokes? <laughs> no, I, Spider, I swear, right? So I'm sitting there. I was like, you playing, right? And she's like, no, I literally fucking drove an hour and you're just like a normal fucking guy. I said, ta-da. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what to tell you. You're like, I'll do and, the accent right now if you yeah, want. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, fuck you, bro. I don't know. Like, what you want, girl? And she's like, like, you're the sickest. She, <laughs> yeah, she, no, she was so disappointed, bro. She was so disappointed. Wow. I was like, okay, so you just thought, okay, well, fuck it. Also, I what guess, did she think you, you were doing, stand-up comedy? I mean. Yeah, no, she thought, no, she just thought I was real. She thought it was real. And I was right, like, oh, right. shit, okay, I got gotcha i don't know but yeah man right. that was a trip that was a trip i i know well, i was like you're good at it <laughs> thank you yeah i guess i guess i guess i was like i'm sorry i don't know here's your money back what you want I mean, sorry. That, you got to here's... the point of people getting mad so i think that shows you're good she, at it i mean it's like ollie g you know like people that believe the borat shit you know like and they just can't see through or understand that it's a joke she, she was so disappointed bro she was like what like <laughs> So you're just regular, like, well, no, nah, I ain't regular like shit. I'm me. You're like, <laughs> you know? I'm still that person. I just yeah. uh, exaggerate the accent a little bit. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit, but it's in my heart. It's in my corazón, girl. You know, shit. <laughs> you should have just roasted her in the accent and just been like, oh, you man, no. Nah. She was so crushed. I was like, I'm going to leave you alone. You seem like a little withered soul right now. I'm going to leave you alone. <laughs> she was so pissed, dude. I was like, sorry. 
I don't know. Oh my god. Um, gotcha. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But Damn. one day, man, one day. I, I don't know how, but it'll get there. I have faith. Um I do too. I do too. No, it's too funny. You're too good at it. So well, some something'll happen. But I mean, it seems like you're busy enough at the moment, I think, uh on yeah. the massive radio show every day and then doing these sports gigs. I mean, like you said, this week alone you did all those Kings games and must be nice to be back in having fans start to come in there and all that stuff. I, I want to start taking my son to games and stuff. Yeah, totally, man. It's um it's great because I still was there for Chargers whole season with no fans. And it was definitely catering to the players more because they definitely still need the vibe. And then yeah. doing with the Kings with no fans. And then slowly they're starting to incorporate fans. Um, yeah, man, it makes a world of a difference to have live people energy yelling and cheering. And when there's a goal or not goal or whatever, you know, because sometimes it was feeling like, I mean, it was fun and it was definitely a pleasure, but it just felt like a scrimmage sometimes. And you're like, no, this is like a real <laughs> counted for game, but because of the circumstances, you know, but right. a blessing nonetheless, you know, because a lot of people weren't able to get in these buildings or arenas because of the COVID protocols and stuff. So true blessing, yeah. man, honestly, like, right. Um, and a lot of DJs haven't worked, you know, so thank God, like you're able to really stay consistent, provide for your family, keep working, keep being creative, you know, through this past year. Like, I still want to, uh, like I, I, the Twitch hasn't started for me and I still want to do it. It's just like the hecticness of everything kind of like, I mean, you're turning. so busy with everything. Like it'd be dope for you to do Twitch, but at the same time, how could you possibly fit that it's, in? Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. I know. I, I teeter or you should just do Twitch as the, um, a character and then just roast people. They just email things in and you just roast the shit out of them. You don't have to DJ just literally do this. Right. Like I, I would that. watch the shit out of that. I watch enough DJs on Twitch and, and I love them. I'm a huge fan and proponent no, of it, for but, sure. but I'm sorry. There's a couple people that have like talk shows and I, I thoroughly enjoy watching that. And so to have somebody that just, there's no one that just does a character and talks about shit. You could literally, Oh my God. You know what you could do is I've been watching like DJ Cubert will do this thing where he brings up other people's streams and then he scratches over top of their stream and streams his stream of their stream scratching on it. You could bring up someone else's stream and then just roast it <laughs> as oh, your guy. <laughs> that could be fucking hilarious. And then bring them on like to talk. I mean, there's that would actually be some good because there's not that much stuff on Twitch. Like, and people don't know how to be that funny on Twitch. It, like you said, it is a lot of DJs being self conscious and very serious. And there's a lot of funny shit. I mean, like, you know, Four Color Zach yeah, yeah. is having his one yeah. year anniversary Hilarious. tonight. I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be amazing. There's some great people yeah. on there. But, yeah, you sure. know, you have, you have that talent of being able to sit in front of a mic and just mess around like shit. Just bring people up on your FaceTime and talk shit to them. That could be a, I a even, good Twitch. I wouldn't even have a fucking turntable up. You know what I'm saying? No, like literally no. just sit here like this and just fucking, yeah. That's what I'm cry. saying because there's a few yeah. shows I want to do on Twitch that aren't DJ, you know, where I'm just either going through music or making edits or doing different things or, or just talking to people, letting them ask me questions about DJing or podcasting and I can help them. Right. And uh, so, you know, I think more people should should do that. And like that could be, you know, just an idea, something you could do on there. 
utilize it'd be easier for you too you just have it set up sit here talk yeah just people. fucking just <laughs> yeah just send them to hell you know what i mean every exactly <laughs> every can you imagine just, the amount of people that oh would keep my. probably sending you bits and doing the subscriptions because they'd be oh my loving gosh. it. You can even have a a redemption channel point redemption called like roast me or something where you just Mm. roast the people in the chat. You're like, email your picture to this uh, address. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Hey, bro, that's a vibe right there for sure. I think that would be amazing. It would be so funny to watch. Start getting rappers on there and just start just fucking just going to town on there. That'd be dope. And I mean, just no regular, but like, you know. Try to get some special guests on there. Yeah, and, and get rappers you know. on there or other DJs or DJ Vice yeah, yeah. or somebody, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah. Shout Vice out with your fucking tequila. What are you doing? You know, <laughs> like you could do some funny ass shit. Yeah, hell There's yeah. There's definitely no roast, definitely no roast show of DJs on uh, Twitch yet. So that I might like be that. your that might be your whole life coming full circle back on and make some make some extra money and and then yeah. the and then the people from Amazon will see you and they'll give you a deal on Amazon TV and there you go. That's it. That's it. Okay. So I don't have to got, sell my so I don't have to sell my uh my belly on OnlyFans anymore. I don't have to put my no, like, belly on there. No, you can close down yeah. the OnlyFans and you can start it up on <laughs> It's like the foot fetish thing wasn't working out. I was trying to do back hair. Nobody was checking for it. I was like, no. what's something where my face isn't going to show? And then I was like, man boobs. Who's not going to want to buy some? Ma- no one's trying to right. buy man boobs I, th- right I saw now. back hair was trending on there for a little bit, but I guess it Terrible. went down, yeah. down in yeah. the list. <laughs> uh, yammering Armenian is my name. And no, there was no market <laughs> for it. Yammering Armenian. No one bought it. It's, that's the twitch show though yammering armenian is a is a hit on twitch that's, <laughs> that's front page material right there that is that is people be out there djing 12 hours i'm over there just shitting on people left and right people can't get <laughs> exactly we are like i yeah. need a green screen to figure yeah, out this we're gonna go park in front card. of yeah we're gonna go yeah. sit in front of starbucks and fucking Talk some oh shit my god right you could do it on location that's the truth now that we're back be like yo oh, wow. okay go six feet away pull your mask down oh my god it's what no, am i looking it's at? over for yeah it's over <laughs> yeah yeah amen that's good that'd be great right there bro yeah man. damn i love it well we talked about a lot uh we've learned so much about you i really appreciate you coming on like um you know such such an interesting journey like you've had you know like just to show that being interested in djing in high school has led you to all of these crazy places to meet all these people and to do all this stuff and even to what you're doing you know right now as of last night djing in a huge arena you know for a professional team and back on the radio like you know mad props to you and congrats and like you should just really be be proud of yourself i think it's like such a huge accomplishment and and inspirational to a lot of people out there um you bro i i I really honestly honestly do appreciate it because like i said like i don't uh i don't gas myself on any of it i really just try to show up and show out every day you know and and i don't i just put my head down and go you know so yeah um i just appreciate this i appreciate the acknowledgement i appreciate that you know um someone sees it you know so i appreciate it bro on some like for sure on some d on some dj shit you know because it's like that's what i'm saying the same it's the same path you know we grew up same cloth and and it really just i still really love music and the art of djing and um just 
music stuff and I like I'm really all right. about that, you know. So um all the other stuff is cool, but that's really my core, you know. That's what of makes course. me happy. That's my and that, but that's what's taking you to that level and that's what it shows that you know, really lean into the thing that you love and it can take you places that you will, you would never have imagined. You'll be DJing the private house uh, in Hawaii with Rihanna and her friends. Uh, <laughs> you know, you don't know, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know, you, you don't know, but, but you, but I'll say this on a, on a final, like, like you really have to put in that work though. It's and for a lot of like younger DJs, like it's not going to happen in three years. It's not going to happen in five years. It could take a, a whatever. And you might get some cool looks or, uh, along the way, but for the longer plays, it's going to take a while. It really is because you have to put yourself in all these spaces and, and, and do all these other small gigs or big gigs or in between gigs to get to these platforms to be yeah. able to perform because yeah, you could just get up there and you could just fuck off your one shot that you had and might not get it again. So. Yeah, right. man. Keep your keep your head down and go. You know, is the is the motto, and be nice yeah. <laughs> to people because you never know. Be nice, you know. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I was saying that the other day on on that clubhouse call they were having with DJs because I I was saying, be nice to everyone. You know, treat everyone with respect, which sounds stupid because obviously do that, but like. It's the truth, especially in our industry. You really don't know. I've known bus boys that are now the head of all, you know, booking at massive Vegas clubs or, you know, you, you never know. Like tr everybody will be down and up, you know, in different situations. So you it just you got to treat everyone with, with respect and 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 including yourself and including the jobs you get booked for, like you said, showing up on time and just being reliable and all those things, I think, are good lessons to everyone out there listening. And don't let your ego um, get too far ahead of you. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, <laughs> I've seen some people get chewed up by their own little ego on some like petty dumb shit. And it's like always look at bigger plays, man, really, because people miss crazy opportunities yeah. on some dumb shit. yeah no so. this year alone was a huge ego killer to anybody who who was trying to you know remain on that ego tip like it was like when we had jazzy jeff on this show he was like i dare you to show me anyone who has the audacity to have an ego right now you know during this pandemic and i'm like that's jazzy jeff saying that and i mean right so yeah at, yeah definitely like you, you gotta I mean, I, that that's an important lesson always, and that's something DJ AM used to say, and um, it, it's, yeah, it's just something to keep in mind, all you DJs out there, old, young, nice, whoever man. you are. Yeah. yeah. And, and it doesn't matter, like, all the things I do is awesome, and I love it, and, and I'm truly blessed. Shout out DJ Amen, but I'm truly- Yeah, shout out Amen. And, and hold on, I'm going to shout him out because he makes gear that doesn't have his name on it, which I wouldn't yeah. mind wearing an amen, but it's like, it's something else. So like, go support DJ Amen Blessed, especially if he held you down during the pandemic with the little, yeah. you know, especially if right. he held you down. Yes. So go, it, it, go he, I mean, shot. he is a great, great, great person. You know, like he's a real giving, generous, thoughtful, uh, genuine, talented, for sure. genuine, genuine. Yeah. he He's great. Um, I got, I didn't really know him that well and he, he, I got to have him on this show. So it was really cool getting to know him and talking to him and, yeah, solid um, guy. yeah, I, yeah. I agree support. We're all here to support each other. That's, that's something I've loved to see during this time. And so, yeah, thank you for coming on the show. I mean, you already kind of gave us some good last words. I don't know if you got any other things you want to tell everyone out there, but that was great. Thank uh, you. 
Just, just thank you again, bro. Honestly, I really do appreciate it. I appreciate all the DJ City fam, Beat Source fam. Like, thank yeah. you guys through all the years, and everyone's just been homie phenom. Like, just the whole, all of them. Like, Quickie. Like, it's all fam, and and I just appreciate the acknowledgement. You know, um, just thank you for real. Yeah, I appreciate. Well, thank it. you, and keep killing it. Can't wait to see what else you're doing. And um, if you need help with the Twitch thing, just hit me up. I got you. I and, will. Uh, <laughs> I will. No, because it's probably going to be something closer to that than anything else. To be honest, I'll help with you. you. So. I'll help you flesh out the idea because I can already envision it totally, and I would definitely watch it and help you promote it. <laughs> Whatever you need, because that would be hilarious. That that's not happening yet. I think that needs to come. Uh, nah. So yeah. Good shit. All right, that. yo. Well, Vic One, thank you so much for coming on 20 Podcast. And uh, we will see you. We'll see you in these streets. I'll see you at Zanku Chicken with my Crocabilly crew. Oh, bro, hey, I'm going to have that garlic sauce waiting for you, dog. Straight Let's up. Go. Let's go. Let's go. Crocs, no socks. All right. Crocs, no socks. <laughs> Damn. That's that's a big commitment. Crocs, no socks. Oh, okay. I'll, oh, I'll try to get oh. to that. <laughs> it's a it's a bold move but give it yeah, a shot you know you got to be confident about the foot sweat uh ratio going on there it's all good papa it's all good own it you know what i'm saying it's all good own that shit you know fuck it yeah man all right dope. all right thanks again uh we'll talk yeah, to you bro. soon all right, all right bro. Peace. peace man all right such a fun episode vic is hilarious and he's just such a cool dude very knowledgeable uh such great experiences and stories and just an all-around dope dj and great person uh so really enjoyable to talk to him and have him on the show i hope you guys enjoyed it as much as i did um hit me if you want to hear any other things talked about any other guests any other things on this show hit me on instagram at dj spider dj spi D-E-R, that is the place to find me, um, or on Twitch, uh, spelled the same. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in, and thank you for being part of this community. And also, thank you to BeatSource, because this show, The 20 Podcast, is produced by BeatSource. So join us next week uh, for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.